Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Oh my Lord, we have made it to the Super Bowl of the Houston Rockets offseason. We have made it to NBA Draft Lottery 2022. My name is Mike Brown. I expect to be joined by the GOAT here shortly, Jeremy Brenner, my co-host, my wonderful running mate, I cannot even tell you how nervous I am. I've been thinking about it all day. Had a wonderful lunch that was on my mind. Worked a full day. It was on my mind. Where do the Houston Rockets end up this evening? And I bring up that gentleman I just referenced before. Jeremy Brenner, co-host, The Dream Take. What's going on, bro? Hey, Mike. Happy happy holidays, is what we'll call it. Happy holidays. It's not as great as Hanukkah. Uh, it's not as great. Maybe. Well, well potentially. Uh, potentially. It is not the 4th of July, but it's up there. If you're a Rockets fan, this is the Super Bowl. This is the this is mecca. definitely is. Um, how are you feeling? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 just being unreal nervous, like where are you right now? You know, honestly, Mike, I I'm at a five. I'm I'm like not like I, I wouldn't say I'm on your level. I wouldn't say I'm at a zero though. So I'm gonna go with the five, considering you're at a ten. Yeah, I'm right mean, in the middle. James says biggest night of the year so far for the Rockets. Lucas says one season of torture for all of this. Jacob says go Astros, who are up nine one. It does deserve mentioning. Um, yeah, man, I don't understand how you're at a five. Um, is it just me or is it a little weird that Paulo Boncaro is at the lottery? That's weird. Uh, they're all at the lottery. Like it's okay. not just him. Uh, I think, a lot, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an important night for the Rockets. Um, I feel like maybe I'm not as amped about this one just because, just because I'm a little bit busier tonight uh, than I was the last time we did this, but also like it's fair. At least, at least the last time we did this, you know, there was there was significant consequences if things had gone dangerously wrong. Whereas tonight, yes, I think the Rockets need to be in the top three at least. Obviously, you want number one, but one, two, or three is the ideal scenario here. If you end up with four and five, yes, it's a disappointment, but it's better than not having a pick at all, which was last year's consequence. That's fair. Are you a little upset that the interviewer on ESPN right now does not think that they're interviewing Patrick Mahomes, or are you (laughs) okay that they are actually interviewing Paolo Boncaro to be Paolo Boncaro? You know, it's interesting because I don't even know if, 
Paulo Boncaro is going to be the number one pick. It, it's it's kind of interesting how this is going to turn out because it all depends on who gets ahead of the Rockets, right? If there are teams like Orlando that gets ahead of the Rockets, like Orlando and the Rockets are pretty much looking for the same players. Detroit is also probably gearing more towards a big than they are a guard. But I believe, like, there are other teams that that don't necessarily have to go for, like, Oklahoma City probably going for, I mean, yeah, actually, a big's obviously going to go one. Um, I, I think it's it's really hard to see a team that doesn't take a big number one. And I'm looking at all the teams, like, I guess if Sacramento ends up with the number one pick, I think that could be, like, a weird scenario where maybe they they don't take a big, uh, but like Indiana needs a big, OKC needs a big, Detroit, Orlando, Houston all need big. So um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this turns out. I, but also, like, I don't think that this year's lottery has that much weight on everything because they're also, if we look at the guy, like we knew last year, number one pick, you're getting Cade. We knew that. So there was, there was, this, there was a lot of weight on that lottery. Today, it's either Von Caro, it's Jabari Smith, it's it's maybe Chet Holmgren. So there isn't as much, I don't know, there's just not as much excitement on this one as there has been in, in, in lotteries of the past. Do you have, I mean, a gut feeling where the Rockets are going to pick tonight? like, Or what, what pick they're going to be awarded tonight? I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess number two. I think we're I think we're we're gearing for another number two pick. I I just I don't know why number two speaks to me. Maybe it's because we had it last year. I just feel like two is kind of the sweet spot because it actually honestly I think the two pick would make for the most interesting uh, lottery result because if we're number one, well we have every option, right? If we have number three, well, we're going to take the best player available out of the top three. But at number two, we have to play along with whoever is number one, but we also get the choice between two out of the three. So that would be, I think, the one route where the Rockets would have some kind of uh, intrigue. It'd probably be the most intriguing uh, storyline where we're looking at where we have to rank guys and we have to look at what the team ahead of us is doing. I have a feeling. I, I felt this way all day that we're getting the number one pick in the draft. I don't see us coming out of tonight without that being the realization. I just, I felt this way for a while, you know, and I, I don't know, man, I, if they don't, I, I will say this, I know you're going to hate this, I will be so disappointed if they don't get the number one pick tonight. It's 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 overall number one or bust for me. I can understand that, but yeah. I also think Mike. It depends on who, because the thing is, there is no consensus number one. Yeah, that's fair. So I know I don't know, want Chet Holmgren. Like if we get the third overall pick and we're left with Chet, I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be upset. So you think so? That's what that's what it is. You think that there is uh, a gap between 
Jabari, Paolo, and Chet. Like, I feel like a lot of people, if they're building tiers from this draft, they're going with, uh, they go with Chet, Paolo, Jabari, all in the top three. Yeah. But for you, it sounds like Chet's in a tier below Jabari and Paolo. I think I think for the Rockets, it's 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 for the Rockets. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, well, here's here's where the here's where this draft is so intriguing to me and so weird and what what I'm about to say. So if it doesn't make sense, let me know. If I'm the Rockets, like my big board is Jabari, Paolo, Chet. Yeah. But fit wise for the Rockets, it's Jabari, Chet, Paolo. Interesting. And what I mean by that is I think who's a better player in the NBA? I think it's Paolo over Chet. But with this Rockets roster, no one has been able to give me a legitimate fit for Paolo Boncaro on the Rockets. He doesn't make any sense. You already mean like unless you move on from Christian Wood, unless there's a succession plan for Wood. Why would you draft Boncaro? Well, that's the thing, Mike, is is this – that's who I'm probably watching this draft closer than anyone is Christian Wood because yeah. if the Rockets were to land in that top three, you're looking at getting a guy to basically replace Christian Wood. If they draft number four or number five, Christian Wood might feel a little bit safer in Houston, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's totally fair. I just my the thing with with Boncaro that I continue to come back to is he is six foot ten, right? He's the same size as Jabari, but he's thirty pounds heavier than Jabari. Christian Wood and Boncaro are very similar players to me. Like you don't know what they are. They're not. They're not a, a rim-defending big. And you could argue that Shangoon is, in a, is a rim-defending big. Like, if you draft Jabari, I know exactly where you play Jabari. He fits like a glove on this roster. If you draft Paolo, you have Shangoon, Wood, and Boncaro. All three play a similar style. None of the three guys can defend the rim. But at least Chet has a chance at being a rim defender in the NBA. That's why Rockets fit-wise, I put Chet over Paolo. But ultimately, I think Paolo is the better NBA player than Chet. Okay. I, I can vibe with that, Mike. I, I actually I, – I agree with that. Um, but I think also, too, um, you know, the Rockets kind of played the system with who they had last year, right? And they used the pieces that were given to them in the puzzle to to make whatever they made. And obviously what they made was not worthy of what they're actually going to be moving forward. Mm-hmm. So whoever – so, like, yeah, if you get Jabari, then you – these – you say for the rest of – you can play very similarly to how you did in year one, but with – with Paolo, there might be some adjustments, but if those adjustments aren't too much of a pivot in the wrong direction, 
then, yeah, you want to take the guy with the highest ceiling. I think we've seen in the past too many teams have taken players that are not, like, I don't want to necessarily draft fit over over talent because we've seen in the past, you know, a great example, 2018, the Suns needed a big, they went DeAndre Ayton instead of Luka Doncic. And I guarantee you, the Suns are probably regretting that decision right now. I would say so. So, so that's you don't think so? I said I think so. Okay. All right. Well, th- there's another there's another really interesting uh point that I want to bring up with you just real quick prior to the draft. Do you allow the potential adding of a piece via trade or free agency impact what you do with your top pick? And I bring up this question because it's pretty clear that DeAndre Ayton is gone from the Phoenix Suns. So if you're the Rockets and you end up with the number one pick and you're staring down who you trade for, A, do you feel like the Rockets would be a good fit for a guy like DeAndre Ayton, which would take you out of the Chet Holmgren sweepstakes? And do you allow that idea of having a shot at a guy like Ayton, you know, potentially veer you in the direction of a guy like a Jabari Smith if you were to land the number one overall pick? The only reason I say no is because the draft happens before free agency. So it's difficult to tell um, who the Rockets are going to necessarily get in free agency before the draft. And yeah, you can probably... But also at the same time, you can take where the Rockets are right now and say, okay, well, we have Christian Wood next year. We can use him as a trade chip in free agency and some kind of sign-in trade, whatnot. And then you're looking at a scenario where uh, you have flexibility. But I think for the Rockets, I think you just have in front of you, and I think you have to you have to take the best player available at at whatever pick you're at. And whether that's uh, one of the top three, whether that's Shadon Sharp, whether that's Jaden Ivey, I. Uh, obviously I'm a little bit against Ivy uh, compared to everyone else just because I don't feel like he play like, I just don't feel like Ivy would, I'll say this. Uh, not that I don't think Ivy could succeed in Houston, but I do think that there are other places where he is a better fit. And I also think that his agents are probably going to try to skew him away from Houston only because he, his potential in Houston would not be as high given the fact that Jalen Green and Kevin Porter are in that backcourt. Yeah. Uh, I, it's and, and we're coming up on it, y'all. It is now 7 o'clock on the nose, and we are going to be giving you every lottery selection here at the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take. Uh, great room right now on Spotify Green Room, or Spotify Live, I should say, Jeremy. Um, do you buy into any of this uh, – publicity of guy of draft picks liking certain uh posts from different guys on different teams as like a inkling on where they want to go i've seen that pop up on social media and i think it's the biggest waste of time ever um yeah i do i do see a little bit of it um not as much as say any, like not as much as the backdoor uh, 
the backdoor, what's it called, relationships that other people have. Like, I think Paolo might like some Rockets posts because uh, he's from Seattle. He's obviously good friends with uh, Kevin Porter. He has, uh, you know, been close with Jalen Green. Jalen Green's talked about him in uh, to the media. So there's several different avenues here um, where, where it, it could play a role. I don't necessarily think that liking posts on Twitter is the end all be all of that, but I do think that, um, I I do think there is some relevance into, I don't think it's something that we should totally flat out ignore, but at the same time, um, there are probably a couple more. I'd rather take a news piece where I hear from an insider or someone say, Oh, Paolo had a draft visit with the Rockets and he was, uh, you know, and they, they seem to really get off. Like, I would take that over a like on Twitter. Did uh, Are you against or pro the representative for the Rockets on stage tonight being the general manager, Raphael Stone? I mean, who, like, I mean, look, it doesn't matter who the representative okay. is. Let's be real. No, uh, I mean, I'm with you. I, I would have gone in a different direction. Uh, I know, I know they, me. because they, I just saw on the screen that, uh, like the Cavs guy, like has a lot of luck or whatever. Like he, he was the representative, um, at a couple of the drafts where the Cavs got number one and they shouldn't have. I kind of honestly hope that if the Rockets don't get that number one pick that we have some, uh, chaos tonight. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to see a team like, uh. You know, I don't know. I, I would kind of like to see a team like – how funny would it be if, like, the – Don't say it. Don't – if you're about if you're if, about to bring up the idea of another team getting the number one pick, don't. But how Please funny don't. would it be if the Sacramento Kings got the number one pick and it you, wouldn't be. Mike Brown, decided to screw it up for the Kings? No, oh, that's – I mean, that's fair. I mean, they're the Kings. They would <laughs> screw it up. Um, or what if New York got the number one pick? Like, like how – I don't know. That'd be kind of crazy. They have a 2% chance to get it. I would have said, if I was the Rockets, I would have sent Calvin Murphy. That would have Here's, been my guy. Yeah, that, that'd been fun. That would have been pretty Like, cool. Murphy um, would have been great because the suit game would have been just ridiculously great. Yeah. What team, Mike, do you not want to see at that number one pick? Uh, what team would you hate the most getting that number one pick? The Lakers. The Lakers can't get that pick, though. Technically, it, it would go to New Orleans. I'm oh, that's sure. true. Um, I don't know. I mean, real uh, probably Detroit would be would be the team that angered me the most, just because back to back years of number one mm-hmm. just feels wrong. It feels dirty to me. Um, Sacramento would be up there too because they're just hot dog water, like just terrible ownership. You know, that doesn't deserve the number one pick. Uh, New Orleans would probably be, you know what? I'm going to change it. My number one pick would probably be New Orleans. Cause if New Orleans lands that number one pick, watch out for New Orleans next year. Although Zion will probably eat his way out of the roster. Um, they they probably have a pretty low ceiling, but that would be scary if they got it. I think, I think if I think personally, Detroit getting that number one pick is, the most worrisome if they get ahead of the Rockets. I think Orlando, not as much because 
I think Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. I think if Orlando gets the number one pick, I, I really do think Chet Holmgren could be the number one pick. Just because I know that uh, him and Jalen Suggs played in high school together, and I think that they need a kind of guy that uh, could be a bit more of a ceiling raiser. I feel like Jabari Smith, Paolo Boncaro, those guys are going to be like second or third options in the league. I feel like Chet, if you put him in the right position, if you put him in the right situation, there's potential for him to be like probably the main number one on a team. He'd also number two. Yeah, he'd also be an interesting fit next to uh, Jonathan Isaac in the front court. That would make for a scary defense. And I think what we've seen in these playoffs is how important having impact defenders is. And, yeah, yeah, that would make for quite a defensive dynamic duo between – Isaac and and Chet Holmgren. So let's say let's say that were to happen. If you're the Rockets, let's say they get number two and Chet goes one. You, Jeremy Stone, if Chet is off the board between Boncaro and Smith at two, who would you take? At this point, obviously, like I've done surface level research. I haven't studied yeah. these prospects all that much, just because I don't want to necessarily research guys that are not going to be in the range of the team that sure. I'm following. Sure. I would say Paolo, just because I think there's a little bit more upside, but I think that they're going to end up with a really good player regardless. So that's another thing too, is regardless of these results, if they can land in the top, even if they land four or five, honestly, they're going to get a good player. Um, so we should be happy about that. Obviously, yes, some players provide more, uh, some players provide more upside than others. And yes, you want as high of a pick to ensure that you have the best chance moving forward. Uh, but look, they're going to get a top five pick in this draft. And uh, in, a, in a draft that isn't as strong, uh, getting a top five. So you're guaranteed to get one of the better players in a not so good class. So part of me, thought I, that, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Part of me thought that you were going to say neither. I would take shade on sharp Kentucky. Uh, you know, Shadon Sharp is like, he's obviously a developmental project and I obviously we've seen what's happened with, you know, Jalen Green is someone who didn't play in college, how that worked, but we've also seen a scenario with a guy like James Wiseman didn't play in college and how it didn't work. So I think there is a bit of a risk there. The thing is when Golden State took Wiseman, they had a reason they they were able to take a risk because of the team that was around them. The Rockets had reason to take a risk with Jalen Green over Evan Mobley. Yeah. I don't know if the Rockets are really in a position now to take that kind of a risk again. I think that this pick, which which whatever they pick, one, two, three, four, or five, is going to be a pretty safe pick. And I really do think that if you take any of these three guys at the top, it's a safe pick. At the, at the top three. Um, now, four or five, um, maybe they go for a guy like Keegan Murray, someone that could um, kind of give him some give him some intrigue at the four. I also could see a scenario where if they don't get uh, – if they don't get into the top three, they could trade down. I could, I could see that scenario happening because – How far, how far might, would you be okay dropping? Um, maybe to the middle of the lottery, uh, not not too far, obviously. Yeah. But um, you know, like 
because that's the thing is like the, the top three is the top three um but the value of guys between four through ten in my opinion are pretty even so if they do end up with four or five it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to strike a deal just because the Rockets have never been a team to like shy away from trying to make deals. So I think that they would try at least to listen to the phones and try to figure out something, unless they really like a guy in that four to 10 range that they don't feel like they would be able to get. I do feel down. Yeah. I I just don't know who that person is at this point. We still have six weeks to figure that out. Yeah, I do feel like up until this point as well, at least on this show, we have not given Keegan Murray enough love. Mike Schmidt, Mike Schmitz, who's uh, one of the analysts uh, for the draft on ESPN, just named him the fourth best prospect um, in this draft. So interesting name to watch. Here at the Dream Take, we will be breaking down any and all relevant prospects as it pertains to the Rockets. Don't forget, they do have the 17th pick as well in the NBA draft coming up later this year. So we will be talking about all prospects all the time from now until the draft. Uh, But tonight we are focusing all on the NBA lottery. I don't know, man. I'm getting more nervous as it gets closer, Jeremy. Um, I mean, what are, I guess, how do I want to ask this? I don't know, man. It just seems a little weird to have the top three guys at the lottery. Do they do this every year? Um, I don't think, think they've done this. I think it's a relative I, – I can't remember fully, but I feel like it's a relatively new thing. Obviously, they didn't have them last year for COVID purposes and yeah. the year before that. Um, so I, I don't see a reason why it shouldn't be. I think it's I, – I know it's always kind of a prelude to um, the conference finals or, or something like that. So uh, you know what's that's coming, something though. that's not new. You know, what's, you know what's coming. What's is whoever gets the number one pick, they're going to do a live video in of the three guys and the way that their facial expression is adjusted based on who gets that pick. Yeah, and honestly, I think all three of those guys should want to come to Houston. I think that... Okay, let's explore Houston's, that real quick. Why is that? I think Houston's a very intriguing place for any of those three guys. I think that Houston has a history of bigs and a legacy to uphold and and if they were to be a top three pick for the Rockets I think that that would be um like a continuation of the legacy if you will so I think that there's a chance that like and look seeing where the Rockets are you know they're building something and I think that in Houston's a great city to live in I don't see why people wouldn't want to come to Houston I think so let me ask they, you this. They know something's coming here. Okay, so let me ask you this. Rank these top four. If you're the, if you're any one of the top three guys, whether that's uh, Paolo, Chet, Jabari, um, if the Rockets land the number one pick, rank these teams, if you're the top overall pick to the Rockets, which of these guys would you want to okay. team up with the most, right? So I'll give you the top four cool. teams. That will be Jalen Green with the Rockets. So if you're Jabari Smith, who would you? Which one of these guys would you want to team up with most and rank them, Jeremy? Uh, Jalen Green in Houston, uh, Suggs in Orlando, Cade in Detroit, or Giddy in Oklahoma City. Um, the only Chet Holmgren would say Jalen Suggs first. Okay, but other than that, I'd probably say Jalen or Cade. Okay, so you Giddy, 
comes in. Giddy fourth. would be okay. yeah, just because I don't know. But another thing too with Oklahoma City is like you could go be a star in Oklahoma City. That's the th- like they don't have a franchise cornerstone yet per se. You don't I, think Giddy's a cornerstone? Well, I think he. It, I don't think he's the face of the franchise at this point. Like gotcha. I think. I think Cade and Jalen are, are the faces of their respective franchises. I don't think that OKC really has. So if you're looking for a, like, if you're looking for a place to go be the face of the franchise, I'm choosing Orlando or, or uh, OKC. But gotcha. if I'm looking to join a team and, like, kind of, you know, if I'm looking to join a team and be part of something special – be like a role player, which is I think a lot of what like a plus role player, which I think a lot of these players at the top project to be in the NBA um, as like second or third options on a championship team, possibly. I, I think Houston and Detroit get you there quicker than Oklahoma City and Orlando. Yeah. Plus, if you get drafted by Oklahoma City, you have to live in Oklahoma City, at least during mm-hmm. the season. And that, you know, I ugh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mike, I'm going to let you talk because I want to okay. make sure I'm, I'm all set. I'm going to stay set, up brother. here. I'm just going to mute myself, but Absolutely. I'm going to let you take over because I think we're about to start here. I believe it, like, it looks like they're about to start. I have it on mute, though. That's why I want to hear it, but I don't want the sound coming in. Absolutely. Um, right. If you guys are in the Spotify live room, Jeremy and I will take uh, some instant reactions uh, from you guys uh, right after um, the, uh, the lottery is over. So we are going, uh, to be your home for post lottery instant breakdown analysis. Jeremy and I will talk about the pick where the Rockets end up, where they should go, yada, yada, yada. But we do want to hear from you. So text your friends, text your parents, text your family members, get them to Spotify live right now. So we can talk all things Houston Rockets, and NBA Lottery. We will break down each and every pick as they come across my screen. Um, So I believe I'm a little bit behind on my feed, but as they come in, we will talk about it. Um, Rockets fans, we have been pained over the past season, two seasons, however you want to look at it. The Rockets could make up for it tonight by landing the number one pick in the draft. They have the best odds along with Orlando, Detroit. uh, Each have a 14% chance at that number one pick. Oklahoma City comes in fourth with a 12.5% chance. Indiana with a 10.5% chance. Looks like we are going to get going here in just a second on the NBA Lottery 2022. I honestly could just throw up. Uh, the representative for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Anderson Verejao. For the Charlotte Hornets, Mr. P.J. Washington. Uh, P.J. looks good. He would look good as a Houston Rocket. Uh, for the Knicks, William Wesley, uh, vice president, senior basketball. For the Washington Wizards, Wes Unseld Jr. For the San Antonio Spurs, the fourth best big man in the state of Texas, uh, David Robinson. Uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans, Swin Cash Canal, great basketball player, phenomenal player in her day. Uh, we are looking at moving to the next team. They're spending a large amount of time on Swin Cash. For the Sacramento Kings, they send Demonis Sabonis. 
for the Portland Trailblazers, Mr. Damian Lillard. God, that dude's a stud. Would look good as a rocket. For the Indiana Pacers, Kelly Kruskopoff, Assistant General Manager. Uh, good to see her up on stage. For the New Orleans, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, Nick Collison. Good to see you, Mr. Nick Collison. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Nick. Uh, in the NBA circles, always good to see him. We got to be rounding out now. Uh, for the Detroit Pistons, Mr. Richard Hamilton. Rip Hamilton looks good too. Uh, let's see, who do we have? We should be uh, Jamal Mosley, the head coach of the Orlando Magic. And for your Houston Rockets, the general manager, Mr. Raphael Stone. And here we go, baby. All right. There's a gentleman walking across the stage, bringing out the official cards for the caller. Oh, guys, here we go. Here we go, baby. All right. Moment of silence uh, for my guy, James, who wanted a... Moment of silence for the ping pong gods, please, dear God. Dear Lord Basketball Jesus, please let the ping pong balls fall in the way of the Houston Rockets. I beg of you, please allow the Rockets to get the number one pick. Here we go. Number 14, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number 13, the Charlotte Hornets. P.J. Washington does not look happy. The number 12 overall pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder. With the 11th overall pick in the NBA draft, the New York Knickerbockers! Yeah, their guy doesn't look happy either. Tom Thibodeau, who's probably in his last year as the Knicks head coach, so enjoy that. Number 10 overall pick goes to the Washington Wizards. The number nine overall pick goes to the San Antonio Spurs. Ha ha! Suck it, David Robinson. Number eight overall pick goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. The anticipation is killing me. Slowly. Number seven overall pick goes to the Portland Trailblazers. Enjoy being back in the lottery next year, Damian. That means it looks like that the Sacramento Kings will get the number four overall pick. Number six overall pick goes to the Indiana Pacers. So I take that back about the Kings. Well, it does. Let's let it play out. The Detroit Pistons with the fifth pick. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the Pistons are picking number five. That means, baby. The Houston Rockets are in your top four picks. The vibe is immaculate. The Detroit Pistons are picking number five. Woo! Oh, we are going to a commercial break. The Houston Rockets have solidified their draft selection in the top four. We are now at a commercial break. Okay, so they are not at number five. That is absolutely 
spectacular news. So now that it is this close, Rockets fans, the number one pick is right there for the taking. I can taste it that much more. Like, I'm not trying to get my hopes up. If they were number five, I honestly may have just ended the show and asked Jeremy to just come back on by himself because something would have been broken here at my house. Uh, a, a computer screen would have been flipped over. A, a cup of water would have been tossed across the room. Like Now we can just taste it, right? Again, this is the same feeling we had last year. I am begging, begging for this not to be deja vu, for the Rockets to get this close and then get the number two overall pick. Like, would I be happy with number two? Yes. I would be happy with two. Would I be ecstatic over the moon with two? No. Like, I wouldn't. I I am just, I am so, like, I'm nervous at this point. Like, I'm just... I'm dying of just ugh. the top four teams. Uh, just to give you guys a, a quick look at it. The Rockets, the Magic, the Thunder, and the Kings. Those are the top four teams left in the lottery. I, oh man, I am nervous, nervous, nervous. Um, how was everyone's day? Uh, if you want to throw in the, the comments, uh, did you have a good day? Did you have a bad day? Did you have a great day? Uh, I feel like I'm rambling a little at this point, but that's fine. That's okay. We're just trying to pick up dead time. Uh, actually, you know what? Instead of telling me how your day was, go ahead and comment. Who do you guys have tonight uh, in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, uh, Boston, Miami. With the injuries that Boston has, I think Miami wins tonight by at least seven points. I actually think Miami is going to win uh, the series, and they're going to the NBA Finals to play the Warriors. And I Good God, I hope Miami destroys the Warriors. I hope Dallas beats the Warriors, too. Uh, for people who are like, well, who are you rooting for, Dallas or Golden State? You're a Rockets fan. That's an easy selection in my eyes. You root for the Dallas Mavericks. As much as that hurts, I respect Luka's game. Uh, I like Cuban. I like Kidd. I like that team. I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I hate the Warriors. Uh, so I would definitely... Uh, am rooting for the Dallas Mavericks. So I've got Warriors Heat. Unfortunately, I'm going to go Heat in six. I think the Heat defensively would frustrate the hell out of the Warriors, and I think they win that series. Um, come on, man. Like, how, in what world does it take this long to get back to the NBA lottery ESPN? Just terrible. I mean, just terrible. Um, so we are still at the commercial break uh dan peterson says suck it david robinson made my night thank you so much i appreciate that um i dislike alex caruso more than david robinson but it's close and anybody who wants to argue i say the at at best david robinson is the fourth best big man in the history of the state of texas basketball teams you can't put him ahead of dream you can't put him ahead of dirk and you can't put him ahead of duncan um so he comes in at least fourth it looks like ESPN is back. So it looks like we will be revealing live here on the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast, the top four picks for the 2022 NBA draft. We are heading back to the middle of the screen. Oh, man. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be so sick. 
the number four overall pick in the NBA draft. Oh, God, it's us, isn't it? Oh, God. Woo! Sacramento, fourth overall pick. The third overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft. The Rockets! Oh, my God. Oh, God, I'm going to be violently ill. Oklahoma City with the second pick. And the Orlando Magic get the number one pick in the draft. Oh, God. I'm going to be violently ill. I mean, like, violently ill at this point. I mean, that's, like, this is the the greatness of live podcasting, I guess. The Rockets end up with the third overall pick. Oh, I am so angry right now. I'm pissed. I'm I'm just I'm furious. Um, I guess the and if you guys would like to comment on this, depending on how many speakers we have tonight, we are going to ask you guys to keep it pretty uh, quick. Uh, we are going to try and keep this podcast uh, right at about an hour, so we've got about twenty to twenty five minutes uh, to talk about this. If you would like to come up on stage, hit that request to speak button. Uh, as we would love to hear your thoughts on this outcome. The Rockets end up with the third overall pick in the NBA draft. I mean, if you're a Rockets fan, how are you not disappointed with this? And I get, like, the sentiment of, yeah, Michael, you're in the top three. You're going to end up with, you know, either Chet, Jabari, or, yeah, Chet, Jabari, or... Uh, what's it called? Uh, whoever the other guy is. Uh, so, uh, first speaker request, Sean, good friend of the show. Sean, what's going on, my man? How are you? Hey, man, I, I'm really not that disappointed, and I'll tell you why. I mean, it really depended on who hit above us. I really do think Orlando will take Chet. I mean, I, I think that's almost a done. That to me will be a done deal. Orlando will take Chet then it's really up to what I see OKC doing. And I really see OKC leaning more towards Ivy, even maybe potentially Sharp or, or Bancaro. This, I think they need, for, for as a power forward goes, they need more playmaking. And Bancaro is the playmaking four that I, I think they would go over. They would take over Jabari anyway. And Ivy... You know, never know. They may see a Westbrook clone in Ivy, and that's where they go, or they take shade on Sharp, and they don't care if they suck next year with yeah. Sharp trying to play to three because at the end of the day, they're going to tank for, you know, they're going to do another tank job for Wen Benyama anyway. So I, I don't know if Jabari is necessarily the guy for them. Like, I really could see more of a Bancare or Ivy. Yeah. So I'm, to me, I, I'm not really that disappointed. It's three. Like, I didn't want to slip the four yeah. or five. I think at three, we can get – I think we can get exactly who we wanted. I think the good news – I mean, this is why I love doing the podcast, like, as it's going on. Because you guys get raw feelings, right? When when Jeremy comes back on, you know, he'll give his, you know, immediate feelings as to what he saw when I saw three. Like, to me, my immediate feeling was – two straight years of being the worst team in the league, having the worst record in the league, and you don't end up with the number one overall pick in either of those lotteries is just mind-numbing to me. Um, now, they end up at three. 
You make a really good point, Sean. I think Orlando is going to go Chet. Just the Suggs connection there, the need for him there. Um, and, of course, you know, mock draft, according to Jonathan Gavoni, they have Jabari Smith going one to the Magic. Chet goes two, and Paolo goes three. Um, I think Chet is going one, just my immediate thought. I think, I think Oklahoma City, I don't think Jabari makes sense there just because they took, they just took a guy in Josh Giddy. They're similar type of players. So I don't think they go Jabari. I think you're right on there. If the Rockets end up with Jabari Smith at three, I'm happy. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, it just like, it's such a sinking feeling getting the third overall pick if I'm the Rockets. Like it just, it sucks. It sucks. Like, I'm not happy. You know, I get why some people are happy because you're going to end up with one of those three. But, you know, and we'll get into this. Uh, Sean, any last comments before I move on to, to Jeremy real quick? No, nah, man, I'm just uh, – thanks for letting me up. And, oh, um, absolutely. I, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to be optimistic that Jabari, uh, that Jabari falls or that Detroit makes us some godfather offer to, to take him for some reason. I got you. We appreciate you, brother. All right, thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, moving back to Mr. Jeremy Brenner. Jeremy, your immediate thoughts. This is a win for the city of Orlando. Yeah, this is exciting for you. I mean, your boots on the ground. Uh, are you in Orlando currently? I am. Are there people uh, parading in the streets, either shirt on or shirt off, yelling, this is their, we want this is shit? This championship. Okay. No, I'm playing. I'm okay. Playing. Uh, um, what know, I mean, I, yeah. obviously I'll speak from a Rockets perspective. Um, obviously this is not what you want, but the, the Rockets do get that top three pick, which is, you know, they'll get a guy that they could use, but they kind of have to let OKC and Orlando play the game and they have to kind of be happy with uh, whichever, whichever player that they don't take, um, which obviously puts the Rockets like the Rockets are basically in the, the exact same position. The Cavs were in a year ago that the Hornets were in two years ago. You know, the top three has always kind of been kind of a, its own tier and the Rockets. Now we get to kind of just play the waiting game, um, which is, I guess, less stressful maybe just because y- you kind of just, let other teams do your work for you. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, it. I think for the Rockets moving forward, not the best outcome, but certainly not the worst. Yeah, I think it could have been. I think it could have been a lot worse. Let me put. Let me start that off. But you can you can understand, like the fan side of this show hates this. Like this is awful. This sucks. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, this it's just, not something to be thrilled about considering you right. have the opportunity to get number one. But there's, you know, it's it's a matter of uh, like it's ping pong balls, Mike. Don't get mad at ping yeah. pong balls. No, I'm not. I, I'm more mad at this. Just reinforces the idea of hating the tank because it just it, it's not a guarantee. Like you're leaving it up to ping pong balls is what you're doing, and ever since the team. Or ever since the NBA went, you know, went to the flat odds, it just this just reinforces my thought process that go get better. Like I'm tired of the rebuild. I'm tired of it. Like go get legitimate assets and stop playing the draft game. 
it just it's now not once, it's now twice that you've had the worst record in the league and you don't end up like you were I mean, my, come on. Like it just like sucks. We're not, like what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna act like Jalen Green saying, is is a bad thing for the team. No, it's not. He's not. But I'm just saying that for the people out there that are screaming from the rooftops, be as bad as you can this year to try and have a chance at when Vanyuma, those those people yelling that as loud as they can need to settle down a little bit, I guess. But is what also I'm at the to same say. time, Mike, you, you also have to take into consideration the fact that the number one pick is also not a guarantee to pan out either. Sure. That's fair. You have to take the right player. That's true. And especially in this year's draft where the top player isn't exactly a, a knock in the park, you know? Yep. Look, the Magic are going to get a really good player at number one. The Thunder are going to get a really good player at number two. And the Rockets are going to get a really good player at number three. It's all about how they develop them, though. Yeah. What are your because thoughts? You can make an argument. You can make an argument for any of those three players being the best player in this draft. You can. I mean, so immediate thoughts on one, two, three. What's going to happen? Um, you know, I, I personally think that you go – I think Chet has the inside track for number one. But if not Chet, then probably Jabari. I'd say, like, I think there's a scenario where Paolo is the third pick, and, and I think we'd be happy. Um, I do think Jabari has a better chance to be drafted, though, before three. Mm. I think I think Jabari has the best chance to go top two than any of those three, if that makes sense. Yeah. What do, what do you think? What do you think is the worst possible outcome? And I know this is a loaded question because, and you've said this, and I agree with you that you're going to get a really good player at three. I think the worst possible outcome is you get Chet, only okay. because I just don't know if Chet can be a solid contributor to help us get better next year. Yeah. Do you think a trade down is possible? No. Okay. Unless you're getting some crazy deal that you just can't say no to but I don't see that happening with this group um I could see I could see teams trying to trade up I'm sure there definitely will be considering there is a drop off after number three Mm -hmm. um but I don't see what the Rockets would necessarily trade for exactly yeah no I, I this is it's just man I I mean I'm excited you know, I, I definitely think they're going to get a really good player. I just, I'm, that's the intriguing part of this draft and make, you know, every, you know, dream take uh, podcast, your number one home for all things Houston Rockets. Cause we are going to break down all of these prospects in depth as we get closer to the draft. It's so crazy because I don't know where those top teams are going. You know, I mean, I, Orlando, I could see, I don't feel, I don't think Orlando is going to go Boncaro. Just because they have Jonathan Isaac, why would you take Boncaro? I think they need size up front. I could see them going Chet. I think that they could use a Jabari Smith, but it just, I don't know, man. I don't see them taking Jabari either with Isaac. You know, Isaac is that guy for them. I think he's a a damn good player. So I think Chet is going number one. I think Oklahoma City is the wild card because I think Oklahoma City could do a variety of things. I think they could be the team uh, whenever Jeremy's free again, you know, to, to talk about 
you know, Oklahoma City, I could see moving down slightly if they can pick up another draft pick or another player. Um, because I think even if they move down to five, they're still going to get an impactful type of guy. So yeah, I think if there's Mike, a team in the top three yeah, to trade no, down, I it's think not, it's okay. not going to happen. It's, okay. it's not going to happen. Um, the, the top three is better than the rest of the class. There's no reason for anyone to really trade down unless, like I said, there's some crazy offer that a team just can't refuse. Sure. No, I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's totally fair. Um, what guy do you think best fits what Steven Silas is trying to do offensively? Do you have a guy that would immediately impact offensively? Because I think defensively is where this team needs to take a step forward. But if you're Steven Silas and you're looking at the board, do you think Steven Silas has a preference of any of the top three guys that he would most likely want most to fit into his offensive system? The thing is, Mike, is I just I just don't feel like that question's relevant because Steven Silas won't get to choose. You don't think he's gonna be, you don't think he's gonna have any say on the pick. I mean I hope not because well, I hope obviously he's, not. he's gonna have a say in the pick, but the choice will be probably made for him. That's what I'm saying. Like sure. person like any the three teams in the top three, Orlando, OKC, Houston, should not be considering anyone outside this top three. So if so, and Rockets I, I, fans I think, are going to overreact to all of this over the next six weeks because they're going to say, oh, we need this guy. We need this guy. We need this guy. But the decision will be made for us. Let fate make the decision. So let me ask you this. And I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. If Jabari and Paolo are off the board one, two, which I think there is a, a chance that it could be. If you're the Rockets, do you think any sort of time on taking Jaden Ivey over Chet Holmgren? No. I, I, like, why? Why? I think he would be a very interesting pairing with Jalen Green. Yeah, but... And I'm not sold on Holmgren. I, I'm not sold on Ivey. Would you, it, would you think... Would you give any sort of thought to either Keegan Murray or... Just your immediate thought. We'll obviously break this no. down. Okay. I was going to say Keegan Murray or Shadon Sharp at three. No. I, I Like, okay. why? Like, I, I wish someone would tell me. Like, the Rockets need a big. It's like everybody knows it. And, look, the Rockets should be honestly really happy if they end up at Chet Holmgren because he is a guy that can be your rim protector. He's obviously going to need a little bit of time to get to that point, but – he is a guy that can be your future center if you play things right. So, and honestly, I think he's the out of coming out of the gate, he's the weakest of the three, only because I don't think he can contribute as much next season. But down the line, I do think that he could have the best career out of the three. So, look, he could be Sean the Rockets are going to get. I'll I'll ride behind whoever. I'm glad the Rockets aren't. Like there's not going to be this infighting between the Mobley mob and the and the Green Gang at this point. We're just going to sit back, chill, let the other team make the selection for us, be extremely happy with who we get at number three, and move forward. That's fair. Uh, we got two calls real quick, Jeremy, uh, and then we'll wrap the show up. Uh, let's go to our first speaker, Shane. Give me your good friend of the show, Shane. Uh, give me your immediate uh, thought on the pick. We don't have much time, but give us your thought. 
Shane going once. Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say, uh, man, I think I did the worst impossible listening to your podcast before. Not that you did anything wrong, but you got me so hyped for the first pick, man, and you would just say that, like, it's an absolute failure if we don't get the first pick. <laughs> And then, because we've got the last seed the last two years, and then that's exactly what happened, and I, that's all that could come to my mind, man, was just like, oh uh, man, like, last seed, two years in a row, and we don't get the first pick. So yeah. my first initial thought is like this one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. I think Jeremy is right, though, and I think over the next six weeks, Jeremy's going to have to talk me into getting excited about the third pick. The bottom line is they are going to come out of this draft with a really good player. Um, but it's just, it's a little defeating, I guess, is what we could, what we could say about tonight. Um, any final thoughts before we move to our last speaker of the night, Shane? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I guess it does take a bit of the stress out, out of like, oh, who are you going to pick, like, and like trying to decide between the three, because like, let's be honest, like there's been a lot of good arguments, I think, every way for picking, um, either Banchero or Smith or Holbrook a top three pick, so I guess now we might as well just chill because we're just probably going to end up just taking one of the three whoever's left, right? Like, it's pretty unlikely we'll take Ivy or Sharp, so I'm actually kind of chill in a way because it's like, there's nothing we can do anyways unless we want to trade off, but I don't think that's going to happen, so, yeah. That, that's fair. Shane, be easy, my brother. <laughs> All right, take, it, take care. We'll, we'll talk soon. All right, let's go to our final speaker of the night. Uh, we'll go out to Sugarland. LB, welcome to the show. What are your thoughts on the pick? I got to tell you, I'm pretty happy that we're picking three because this way we don't have the pressure of taking Sean Bradley's son. Okay. That's a good thing right there. We don't have to, unless the other two teams, you know, we might get stuck with him, but I don't think the pressure is near as much if we had one or two that, oh, my God, you got to take Holmgren. I think Holmgren is going to be uh, – he's Sean Bradley. Um, I don't know if we need Ivy or not. I mean, that's just another guard. But I think there's a couple of bigs out there that if we don't get uh, the kid from Duke that I think um, we should be looking at. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy as heck that we don't have the pressure of taking um, – Bradley, like we had the pressure back when we had to take Yao Ming. So, anyway, great show, guys. We appreciate you. Well, if you're happy, we're happy. Thanks, so, uh, uh So, I mean, I think that's fair, Jeremy. I think he may, I think he actually brings up a decent point before we wrap the show up. Who's Sean Picking, Bradley's son? Well, that's, well, <laughs> that's fair. Sean Bradley did give the Rockets uh, organization. Is that Chet Holmgren? Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, I mean, they yeah. might have, they might take Chet Holmgren. That's that's yeah. a thing that we really need to wrap our heads around. There is an idea like getting Chet Holmgren is a very realistic possibility at this point. That's so. Fair. Look, I think the Rock, I think Rockets fans, the best advice I can give you is no, don't like yes, yeah, study study the prospects and all that, but don't like go in and like back a guy. Because at the end of the day, you have no say in who that guy is. It's Rafael Stone's say, it's uh, Jeff Weltman's say, and it's Sam Presti's say. So just go to sleep, wake up in six weeks, 
on draft night and be really happy with who they take at number three. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, I think LB made a good point that the one positive to being number three is the pressure is now off of you. Exactly, yeah. Because I think the they're going to take one of those three guys. I think the likelihood that they take somebody else, I think, is there. I think it does need to be explored. I think shade on the shade on sharp train is going to pick up some steam because I think um, the, I think the yes, up- but you know you know who you know what Sacramento taking shade on sharp makes so much sense though he just sounds like a Sacramento player and honestly if he goes to Sacramento I don't think he's gonna work out no because um, I think they they need to get rid of Buddy Heald if they do that well Buddy they did get rid of not Buddy rid of, not Buddy not Buddy Heald who's the other shooter that they have um Vincenzo. Not even just, I'm thinking of somebody else. Anyway, continue. I'm, yeah, I mean. They're going to get a good player. The question is, who is going, like, who is going to, who is going to trade up? Who's going to try to trade up? And who would offer a lot to trade up? Personally, I just don't see it in this draft. Yeah, because I mean, I think I, the, I think, think the these, Lake. I don't think these three players are can't miss prospects, and I just—it's a weak draft class at the top. So I can see the Lakers trying to move up, giving the kitchen sink to get one of these three guys when the next year is. Um, I just don't see it happening. And maybe Detroit. Yeah, I guess Sean saying Detroit. Um, maybe maybe they make a swap with Houston, but. Yeah, um, you want to talk about a team, man, that... But, like, oof. I don't see why Houston would take, like, a Luka Trey trade where they go three for five. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a very historically a common trade in NBA history. We've seen um, Kevin Love and O.J. Mayo back in 08, uh, obviously Luka and Trey in 2018. So that's happened before. Um, I just, like... Unless they're like super high on Shadon Sharp, which I just don't see. I just don't see it. Like I don't see why that would make sense for the Rockets. The Rockets want to get better, right? So the Rockets are going to take a guy that makes them better sooner. And obviously, I just say, I, I think, talent. yeah. So the top three guys are more talented than the rest. So you take one of those three guys. But look, if if the deal probably would end up being three for five and a first round pick next year. Mm. I just don't see why Detroit would give up a future first when it's probably going to be pretty high in a better draft for Jabari Smith. I just, it doesn't, I just don't personally see it. Well, especially since they have Jeremy Grant and I think, I I think Jeremy Grant's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Jeremy Grant's played his last game with the Pistons. I think he could get traded in the off season. Yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, initially, it, Jabari Smith doesn't make a lot of sense for them. I like uh, Paolo Boncaro to to Detroit. I think he would be an interesting fit there. Um, but we'll have time to break down all of those things. I'll say this. I'll leave shows. it at this. Best case, best case scenario, Orlando really does want to pair Chet with Jalen, and the Rockets end up with Paolo or Jabari. Yeah, I think ultimately that's my hope is I think Oklahoma City is a wild card. Because I do, I can see Oklahoma City just shaking the entire draft board up. And if they're going to eventually move on from Shea Gillis Alexander, they draft Shade on Sharp. 
Like, I, I am that high on Sharp. I think Sharp is going to shoot up draft boards. I could see Oklahoma City potentially taking Sharp at two. I think that's the wild hot take of the night for me. Interesting. So, well, we're going to leave it there. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship, as the great Jeremy Brenner would say. Uh, thank you all so much for being a part of our live uh, studio audience here on Spotify Live. Uh, Jeremy and I will be back together here on Spotify Live on Thursday night to break down more of the NBA lottery, what it means for the Rockets, what it means uh, for their draft uh, outlook at both number three and number 17. If you are on Twitter, head on over to the Dream Take. Give us a follow. Uh, follow the Dream Shake, the mother ship of the Dream Take at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at... At Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. You can follow me at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Also, head on over to thedreamshake.com on any day that ends in Y to follow all things Houston Rockets all the time. We will see you guys Thursday night. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets!